It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who this week sat through a three-hour movie with subtitles. How was that for you, Mur? Excruciating. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Oh, thanks to all been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrageyyc. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And you know what? We'll watch it as long as it played in cinemas anywhere in the world. Now, let's get to Raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know why I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. See how dedicated I am? It's February and I'm already planning, planning my Christmas. next office Christmas party. You know what? You can never have enough office Christmas parties. In fact, I almost makes me want to pull out my balls. My Christmas balls. Your sweaty balls? Yeah, sure. I don't know what's going on right now. Christmas balls all the time. Put, the those, put those away. It's a TV right. thing. You wouldn't get it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> SNL. So, apparently we went to a three-hour science film. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> had subtitles, and Murray came with us. You did. I did. He even sat with us. He did. Well, well that was a nice change I, I of pace. No choice. Somebody else was in my seat. I kind of <laughs> yeah. had to. Yeah, he tried not to sit with us. That's but. right. <laughs> At any rate, we saw the Wandering Earth Two. Um, yeah, the Wandering Earth Two is the prequel, although it's the but sequel, it's the but it's one. a prequel <laughs> uh, to the Wandering Earth. The Chinese disaster sci-fi extravaganza from 2019. The first one has info dumps like you wouldn't believe, along with plenty of anti-Western propaganda and plenty of unoriginality, but it was still an entertaining ride. The first one was a story of our planet being propelled to a new solar system by giant rocket thrusters and the challenges for survival in this new star system. The sequel, or prequel, I don't know what it is. Weequel? takes place 2,500 years earlier, I think. Not 100% sure of the timeline. No, I think it was like 30. No, I think it... it no, it's 25... The, the first oh, one's right. 2,500 ah, years ahead. Gotcha, yes. yeah. 
and is basically the lead up to the events that led to the point where Earth began its journey to the new solar system in the first movie. Confused yet? No. You'll be glad that the info dumps from the first film are back, but with more of them. <laughs> we, we get scene after scene of explanations of what's going on with a lot of information packed into a short amount of time. It was hard to keep up with all the information that was being vomited off the screen into my brain. There were also so many subplots and characters and subplots of the subplots that this ended up being a kinetic mess of images. The anti-Western propaganda is back as well, with more of it. Most of it well-deserved, to be honest. Yep. Much of this felt like it was state-approved by the Chinese government in the political subtext that permeates the entire film. But the pr biggest problem was the aforementioned overstuffed script. There was just too much going on and I really had trouble following who was who. There was no focus in this sequel as is evident as it clocks in at three hours long. The first one was an entertaining two hours of science, sort of sci-fi action and adventure. This sequel is three hours of information overload and confusion. Still, the film is well made and the special effects are up to par and there are some action sequences that were very well done. It had more, if it had more focus, this could have been quite good, but alas, it has no focus and the three hour at uh, three hours long. It's just, just too long. It, it makes it a rage. What? But you know what? The, the problems we had though, Marie, well, that Bryce obviously had was yeah. number one, there was too much going on. Yes. And number two, what was the other thing? Three hours long. <laughs> it was three hours long. I, and by the way, an hour and a half of that was like information dumps with these yes. little compact oh, machines where they're just trying to explain, okay, this is where we're at with the story and this is what you need to know. And this, this, and the, the giant mainframe computer is doing this and they all have different names and I don't know what's, I have no idea and what's going on. And all the side stories in the middle. It's yep. just cut that so right much. Well, let me tell you what I thought. Okay. The science is not important, right? No. It's science fiction. Well, that's what I took away from this anyway. Uh, and what the film I'm now calling Chinese Armageddon. Yep. There is so much science and not enough fiction. And we get, get way too much typing into computers and plugging in and out of things into consoles and flying planes, flying spacecrafts, and everything you might expect from a version of Armageddon that we haven't seen yet. But the music. Yes, the music is actually worse than the Americans' Armageddon. And I never thought I'd ever say that about any film because the music in the original Armageddon was so terrible. Could have used a good Aerosmith song. No. Yeah. <laughs> Although I would have relished an Aerosmith song in this because the music that was in this was completely terrible. Aerosmith. But this isn't the last time I'm going to mention the music. Yeah. This film... <laughs> that had some fun scenes in it, like the Chinese Top Gun Maverick scenes and the quickness of every tech scene and the not explaining anything ever once through the entire movie. And there was at least 50 languages spoken in the film. And they all understood each other. These were the good things, but the film was so long and overly dramatic for everything. This was an epic journey to get through 
And the producers of this film wanted you to see every step in every move that is made to get you to the next step in the so-called science, and I'm making finger quotes here, for this science fiction story. So yeah, it's science-y. Mm. And it's too long. Mm. And corny at parts. Mm. And we got Weiwei and Ben Ben, which kind of made it cuter, right? And by cuter, I mean a CLF and a Chinese R2-D2. I, mean, I like the yeah, Chinese R2-D2. Yeah, yeah, he was... He was a, ben he was, Ben was cool. Ben Ben was cool. R2-D2 is actually useful. BB-8 was the useless one. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just saying. What's going on I'm anymore. just saying that Ben Ben, yes, was awesome. He was. Let's face it. But I have a feeling they added these for the kids that yep. played on their phones all all through the entire movie. Uh, <clears throat> I thought after seeing the first 30 minutes, we would get a nonstop thrill ride in the vein of the Death Star battle in Star Wars for hours. But then multiply that times ten thousand. And then science started and didn't end for 2.5 hours of science. And science that wasn't plausible now or even in the future. I mean, we can't move the earth? There's a lot of things in this science film. You don't know what's going to happen in the no, future. No, there's a lot of things that are not ever going to happen you in this. You don't know. Yeah, I know a lot of things. I know how science works. Yeah. And make-believe magic science you doesn't work. You tell somebody in the this year 1560 that there's going to be planes and they'd be looking at you like you're an idiot they'd believe it because they it saw would, birds that makes sense no, it's an evolutionary no, step no. from planes i've, birds I've to seen planes. comets yeah earth I've becomes seen, a giant comet i've it's seen fine. i've seen yeah i've seen all kinds of stuff but i also understand the basics of science this all just proves that even in china sequels or prequels can be just as terrible as they are in North America. Mm. The portion of what I liked in this film was very small in comparison to the amount I did not like yes. in this boring, corny, sappy, overly dramatic, heavy-handed science friction with terrible music rage of a film. I also hated this film. I wanted to like it. The first 20 minutes were awesome. Yeah. And then well, the, the science started. 45 yeah. minutes, but yeah. Know, it was, like. uh, yeah. But what does Murray think? <laughs> I think, do I think Murray probably liked it the better. The guy than who hates three hour movies with subtitles, what do I think? <laughs> he loved it. Because it was Chinese Top Gun Chinese Maverick. Chinese Top Gun Maverick. Chinese Armageddon. Yeah. Armageddon. Independence Day. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm -hmm. Interstellar. Yeah. Deep Impact, mm -hmm. Top, Deep Gun. Top Gun. If you threw all these movies into a blender, added a mostly a mostly Chinese cast and a whole lot of subtitles, what you get is The Wandering Earth 2. Filmmakers obviously watched a lot of American blockbusters. <laughs> Uh, the first 45 minutes was an absolutely epic action-filled scene with space battles, fighter jets, explosions, killer drones, and people dying everywhere. Unfortunately, the movie slows way down after that, 
as the characters spend the next 50 years trying to rebuild their technology and avoid the impending disaster. It was so confusing at times. I think maybe only Bryce might have understood the whole plot. Yeah. I, I actually nope. dozed off a couple of times, and I definitely heard some sawing logs next to me in the middle of the film. Um, Wasn't the, me. The ending was, unfortunately, typical Hollywood cheese. Uh, and I could have done without the 10 minute epilogue explaining what happens to the earth for the next 1500 years. While it was mostly entertaining at the beginning and end, uh, this movie was way too long. They had cut out about 45 minutes in the middle. I would have enjoyed it probably a little bit more. Mm. Now I checked the reviews in IMDb out of 144 reviews, at least 130 of them gave this movie a 9 or a 10. Uh, I guess I'm missing something then. Uh, it was a mind-blowing special effects heavy rage. Wow. And you know what that means. I do know what that means. Rage! 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 I was actually going to be nice, but you guys dumped on it, so I thought, <laughs> why shouldn't I? Murray! Always be yourself. Well, Always. I usually hate Don't try and kowtow to, like, to anybody. Because you know how much I like foreign films. Mm. But, well, this is an action movie. I might like it, but the action was few and far between. Yeah. So. I, I, like, I like how they replaced the subtitles, So Every time they said the F word in English, yes! they replaced yeah. it with something else in the yeah. subtitles. Yeah, it was something well, like... I love how they had like three different languages on the screen. Like They had <clears> subtitles, <throat> they had the Chinese ones, but they also had other ones too. Well, no, they only had Chinese no, and English in the Chinese entire movie. English. But they were had they had people well, no, speaking. But the, yeah, they, but they were speaking different languages. Yeah, but they also had the that's English subtitles this is, too. This is the yeah, whole world getting them. together and building uh, yeah, rockets. Yeah, and, and you know they, they got the around the whole language thing by oh, out let, of the solar let's system. all wear an earpiece. It's like Science. a universal translator. It is a universal, which is Star Trek. So yeah, and they 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 did touch upon that because every now and then you'd hear the echo of the, it yeah, actually the other, translating in yeah, their ear. In your oh, ear. and let's not forget when our hero's space helmet cracked. And she fixed it with duct tape. Yeah. Duct See, tape fixes everything. The, the science is it's fine. Space, I'm sure it does. Science. There's so much real actual oh, science in this. But can we talk about how annoying this little CLF in this was? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. She was barely in it. It was fine. Yeah, but she was. But she had that. whining and crying every the whole, time. Every but but you, got this, time. You, got, you, know, you got to see her basically do the same scene over and over For, again. Yeah, two minutes <laughs> every time. <laughs> I know. And then she started. I want a hug, Daddy. <laughs> Uh, this was this was way too long. Like it was just so long. Yeah, it was. It felt like first one was pretty good. Like I liked the first. Well, yeah. One. If you make a movie that's two hours, yeah. then I, that you've got to hope. The first one was kind of like this one, only with the good stuff without all the filler and nice. Just, but there was still you know information dumps like crazy in the first one too. But not not like this one. This yeah, was like overboard. This is. I've and never it, seen and, so and much they, they dump all this information at the end of it. You're just like, I what? <laughs> and nobody cares. Or, or the amount of detail. Like, they really did have to put every step. Yeah. Like, they would be like, okay, we're going to show this person typing in this computer. Yes. And you're like, okay, that wasn't. And then they keep showing them typing. And you're like, what? This is like three minutes of them typing. Like, why are you doing this? I don't get it. 
Yeah. Or like plugging in like the one I don't even remember what that's scene how, it was now. He has that's to how I he felt has to do missing, all, by the way. It's like he does another plug here and a plug there and, and there's it's more plugs. Underwater cuz you know water never affects technology. We're in the future. Oh yeah, water. Everything's waterproof. Stop trying to poke holes <laughs> yeah, in the well, science. <laughs> What's no science? There was nothing but science. <laughs> that's right. I mean, sorry, what I meant to say is there was nothing but science that all made no sense. It blinded me with science. <laughs> and I think that's ultimately the way yeah, the, the wine put me to sleep what, that winds up this episode it blinded me with science well For said lack of science well said so we also got to see a movie called knock at the cabin knock at the cabin separately yes we saw it separately yeah that's actually weird all three of us went to, to separate, separate screenings, screenings of it. Yeah. which is crazy there's there's a big story behind happened. all this it's but let's a, just leave it to say story, but. it would have been more fun to see this together. Yes. I have to hand it to M. Night on this one. Right. right from the beginning of this film, mm -hmm. he sets the stage for the level of creep this movie brings mm -hmm. and does it in a way that anyone with children will definitely identify with when a huge scary man walks out of the woods and starts talking to a little girl. This is enough to scare any parent right from get-go. Now, if I hadn't seen the trailer 23 times before, though, uh, I think I may have been creeped out more because I know why he's talking to the little girl from the amount of times that I've seen the trailer. Mm. But kudos, because the opening scene is good. But then yes. things slowly start to do like these films do. So from the beginning, they come to the front door the four crazy looking people with weapons. And then the people in the cabin have a perfectly good back door. But instead of leaving, they decide to continue conversations with the four intruders. And of course, like M. Night films, he ties in symbolism with grasshoppers getting to play the symbolic reference of the people in the cabin. So that makes it more creepy. Does it? So, yeah, no. So far, nothing new here from M. Night or the genre. But then we get to see how awesome my boy Ron Weasley can take a few punches and made me just that much more happier to see him. Who the hell's Ron Weasley? That's my boy. That's Rupert. Oh, the Harry Potter uh, dude? The Harry Potter dude. his name was? Yeah. I couldn't even tell you. I'm sorry, was that his name in Harry Potter? Yeah, his yeah, name's apparently. His name's crying out loud. I just knew he was in Harry Potter, and he was yeah. a redheaded dude. And he's awesome. Okay. But it appears, <laughs> appears he does know how to take punches, but apparently he does not know to do too well with sickles. Mm. The story does move along at a good pace, <clears throat> and it does make sense when they get rolling as the full story starts to unwind. We get uh, M. Night fried chicken sighting, which is golden, or better yet, golden brown and delicious. I did like the premise of this film, but just like most M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dongs and their films, there are things purposely left out which in normal circumstances would have actually happened, such as given more specifics to the visions and the four horsemen. I feel they would have tried harder to make this more believable. They really don't. Um, 
And I really hate memory flashback montages to unfold storylines as a rule. And this one, although it was still annoying, for example, like the gun purchase flashback, I can see why, and there was some merit to put some flashbacks in this, but they did do too many for my liking as usual. Also, after the third sacrifice, no one decided to turn the TV back on or the horsemen. Uh, now, granted shit was kind of going down, but not sure if it was the acting or maybe the direction, but I didn't feel at all like there was any stress or urgency or suspense to them trying to convince them of this stuff. Like it was just like, huh? Plus when they show up originally, they say these global catastrophes are going to get progressively worse. And then they start and they aren't even really that bad. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, so it's just a bit the tidal wave. They made it seem like it was going to be, the first one was going to be horrible. It was going to completely destroy the entire side of the world, but then they weren't. So it was, it's like they're planting these seeds that are going to happen. And then they just kind of, oh yeah, that was, that doesn't seem so bad. Like, so it didn't, to me, it's a normal Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It's just yeah. kind of like a normal, it kind of did feel like a normal Sunday afternoon. All in all, I love a core base of a film that's filled with dread, which this had. So I didn't hate it, even with the usual M. Night flaws that show up. This isn't as terrible as old, but it isn't his best work. I feel he needs to get better understanding of the entire film and spend time on the story and less time on Shamalama dinging us. Um, apparently, the M in M. Night for this film was meh. I liked old. I didn't. I, I thought it was did. terrible. It was good. It was bad, and it's really bad. And it's, it. it was a rage, and it's terrible. All right. Yeah. So I guess M. Night Shyamalan has given up trying to trick audiences with surprise twists in his films. Yeah, he knows no one. Maybe because ah, this was a book I disagree. first. This is a book first, so he had nowhere to go, I guess. He had to, you know, direct what was actually the, the, the story. Uh, I kept waiting for some big twist or some monumental moment. Oh, there was. Uh, still waiting. Um, there were some decent performances, uh, especially from the usually monosyllabic ex-wrestler Dave Batista. Yeah, he was good. He's actually turning into a decent actor when he's not covered in paint or makeup. I thought they were good. Uh, despite his massive size, he was actually quite the gentle giant. Uh, the storyline and characters had potential. Unfortunately, every scene is predictable all the way to the end. Cinematography was pretty good. Uh, the plot was too predictable and the characters were not developed well enough. I really would like to have seen the four horsemen and how they got together like like it was only an hour and 40 minutes like i would have sat through a two-hour movie for 15 minutes of exposition before they got to the cabin just saying mm. um there was some decent disaster footage probably all cgi but there still needed to be a bit more of that mm. uh, and the film just ended like without yes. a bang I was actually looking forward to this film. Hmm. It was on my list. Mm, I remember. But M. Night disappointed me again. <gasps> Sorry, Shamalama Ding Dong. Just a mediocre meh. Okay, that's a double whammy there. Two mehs. 
Okay, Cabin in the... You got heavy weight on your shoulders. That's right. Cabin in the Woods, the latest from M. Night Shyamalan, is very well acted, has a very good score and soundtrack. I actually really like the score. Yeah. And is beautifully shot. Those are the things it has going for it. Unfortunately, it also has a script that sets up the action well in the opening moments, but never really pays off in any way. The movie should be tense from moment one, but somehow the anxiety that should have been palpable is instead non-existent. This big concept of the good of a few versus the good of everyone on the planet is one that should have evoked more emotion from me. Perhaps if they had shown a glimpse of the violence that was occurring off camera, I could have found myself more invested in this, but instead everything that happened felt muted, which left me separated from the actions. However, I will say this may be the biggest twist ending of any Shyamalan movie as the expected twist in this one never comes. The twist is there There is is no no twist. There is no twist. Which is huge because I was like, wow, that kind of blew my mind at the end of this. There was no twist. There was no twist. There was no twist. There's a bit of, there's a baby twist. I was waiting for the aliens to come and save us. This film is pretty to look at with good actors acting well and very good music. But unfortunately, the script does not live up to the quality of the talent and production. It is not bad and it is not good. What it is, is a movie that is the definition of what I mean when I see say that a movie is meh. This is the maddest movie Mattest I think I've movie. ever watched in my life. <laughs> that is true. Like yeah, there, it I couldn't be so. any the, more the, mad. Like the, the if opening, ever there was a, a perfect word for this movie, it's, it's mad. mad. The opening yeah. set it up really well. Like yeah, it was yeah. creepy as hell. The music, like yes. yeah, I was waiting for the some first, bad shit to happen. The first scene when he comes out of the woods. And you're just like, so good. this is so good. But also, the the trailer destroyed this again. Yep. Like they could have done so many things like that. The Imagine trailer how didn't help, that. but the movie destroyed itself. Yeah, the movie. But the, the movie trailer, the trailer did not help. There's there, no there was really no urgency to any of this. They that was the thing. Nobody, and I didn't find the. And acting. I'm not even. I'm not even sure that showing some of the violence is the answer. But there, there had to be something that got me into well, this to and, make me think there was peril. And, and the problem and is, there, I didn't. Yeah. They only showed it on the TV in the cabin yeah. yeah so for all the the the, 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 the couple knew it could have been just it all like right well, they and, that and, and that's what could've he been, was saying could have been piped in from somewhere else that's what was he was saying fake. through the whole thing like right? until you actually see it happening yeah like you cut to india or hawaii and see the tidal wave then you don't know it's actually happening yeah and it's you know the the fact that oh you know now it's it's receding now and it's not i mean again like the there was I didn't at once and actually the the acting I'm going to take a little bit Dark. to say good. the acting was not great it was good. because I had there was no emotion in these characters I didn't feel and I don't think it's just the direction and the script I do it that no I would I'm disagreeing with you because I think the actors just brought to the screen what they were told to yep. they didn't push themselves no. any harder for us to say. I'm feeling any emotion. I didn't feel any emotion from really any of the characters, yeah. except for maybe one of the dads. I blame M Knight for that. Well, I I blame M Knight for a lot of it. Like, he he to your point, he did not give us any real suspense. He he 
he does things intentionally where he takes things out of it that should have been in the film to try and give you, oh, like, we have to have this weight. Like, maybe they are just crazy and we're not going to know until, you know, later on in the movie. But we already knew that wasn't it anyway. Well, I mean, like, there, there, was, there was the one moment where he discovered that Rupert Grint's character actually did have a connection with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. That made me almost think, okay, well, maybe they it wasn't. Yeah, and you that's know, what he was real. trying to do, but yeah. just with not but really that was well like written. Not only moment in the whole movie where he was, I had a he was, doubt. He was trying to plant a lot of seeds, but none of it grew. And, and, it grew. and even the commentary on the four horsemen isn't even what, from the if it's supposed to be biblical, the, the, the four horsemen that they lined up um, wasn't what the four horsemen was no. from, from biblical times. So no, it's, it's like... Like try, I don't know. It well, was and, and the four horsemen were, were sort of what. Well, no, it isn't. Like no, when you look you at there's the connection. Old Testament and the New Testament, both you have make a four. Between yeah, you could, but no. that, what they how they did it wasn't. If I mean, you're to give they, me those the four, four things, and let, give, get me to match them up, I can do it. Yeah, but no, the but, four things that the four things that he listed weren't even four no. things like were like no, like if, if no. I remember from my Sunday school, it's like the whole four horsemen. They all carried a different like plague or pestilence, but like these four horsemen, one was like patience and one was like virtue or something. And I'm like, that's not that's not four <laughs> yeah, horsemen. Yeah, exactly. I thought the four horsemen was Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and uh, there I you go. <clears throat> don't ask me. Uh, I, I thought it that. was the four Teletubbies, but and that's me. Who's the fourth horseman? Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair. Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair, Arnett. I'm sorry. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Well, it could be Barry Windham. could be Lex Luthor. They had a bunch of fourth members. Lex Luthor? What? Lex Lex Luger. Luger. Lex Luthor was a wrestler? Yeah. Lex Luthor was a wrestler. No, this one had hair. I have Uh, hair. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, starting to not really believe in M. Night anymore. Yeah, I haven't. He needs, really to, he needs to impress me. Since yeah, I a while. Still, I still like him. I think he's man. He's the M, he's the M in M Night Shyamalan. Well, well, I found really, I, I found man really, really funny. Man, was, um, Night Shyamalan. He was on my. I think favorite that's the t- uh, the title of our episode. There you go. <laughs> no, it, it's already too blind me with science is our episode. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. What I found actually funny is uh, he was on my favorite talk show, M Night. Uh, Graham Norton from England, which I watch. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar was on. And he was, and he was talking about how he doesn't like people giving away. Who's Becca Michelle Butterfield? Shut up. <laughs> uh, how he doesn't like people giving away spoilers to his movies. He doesn't want people telling people how. Uh, was the first one? How mad they are? No, the, the Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. They don't. He doesn't want people giving away spoilers for that. And I'm like, was a movie like 25 years ago? Like, if you haven't seen it by now, too freaking bad. But no, he hates people giving away spoilers. I'm like, well, good, because you don't give them anymore. Yeah. Like, well, he doesn't have any. No, I think Bryce was right. The spoiler in this was there, was there was no spoiler. I know. It was shocking. Oh, I am night. It, it melted my mind. It melted my mind. Got you yeah. all the way to meh. Yeah. It did. It wouldn't have been meh if it wasn't for that great <laughs> twist end. So two disaster films in, in one week. Yeah. Well, this is a short one this week because we kind of moved things up. I didn't get my research done. So, uh, time for another awards moment. <coughs> Don't worry, fellas. You'll like this one. Well, I, well, uh, for I like anyone that. who cares about music, the Grammys were on Sunday. 
I personally don't give, give two craps about them or anybody who was nominated. Mostly because my music catalog stops at 1990. But there's one little tidbit I thought I should share. Is it about my girl Viola? It is about Viola Davis, who these two absolutely love. Worship is a better choice of words. Now has a Grammy. What? At yeah. her collection. And is officially an, an EGOT. EGOT. Yep. Those who don't know, Bryce. Don't. What's an EGOT? That is somebody who has won an Emmy. That's TV. Uh-huh. A Grammy. Uh-huh. That's music. An Oscar. Yeah. And a Tony. Yeah, I know those That two. would be theater. Yeah. She becomes the 18th person and the third black woman to achieve this honor. Huh. Nice. That's she cool. joins Jennifer Hudson. Nice. Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Nice. John Legend. Yep. Mel Brooks. Really? Whoopi Goldberg. Mar- Rita Marino. Are you going to read out all 18? Whoopi oh. Goldberg. <laughs> And a few composers and writers yep. who you guys don't like. Um, Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Really? Yes. Anyway, congrats the whoopster. to Viola Davis. I still don't like her that much. What? I don't know what planet you're from. I what is like wrong her? with you? She is like my guys. future wife. I know. But and anytime she calls me, I'm moving. There you go. Wherever she tells me to go. Yeah. That was a beautiful moment. That's what I got. You guys, Viola Davis. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. this week super super deep almost deep impact deep originally my rage was going to be that Murray doesn't love Viola Davis enough mm. but I can't bypass the fact that we watched a three hour movie that was so sciencey and I hate science in movies I like, I like science. science fiction in movies, I like but I don't like science movies. Science is good. That's my rage this week is science movies in general. Really? Yeah. When there's too much science, it's like, I'm sorry. Like, who are you making this for? Professors of, of science at the Science University of Scienceville? It's yeah. not what I want to see. Just trying to educate the masses. Yeah, educate the masses yeah, with non- Quit trying to teach me stuff. We're trying to teach me stuff about science and just get to the science fiction. Get to the killing. Make believe in alien abductions and probing and the things that I want to see from an alien movie. Mm. Like Fried Berry. That's that's Fried that's Berry. the best that's the best science thing. fiction. Oh, that's the best science so fiction movie good. ever written. It is. It's uh, it's up there. See? There wasn't any science in Fried Berry. Just oh, saying. It was there was fiction. a whole lot of science fiction. There was science fiction, and not it was, science. It's like it's such a good movie. Isn't it? I need to watch Fried Berry again. Yeah, me too. Ryan Kruger, you the man. He's been um 
busy on social media, so busy. made me think you of them. And what a real science fiction movie looks like. Yes, he needs to make another movie so soon. Yeah, stop putting science in science movies and put the science fiction in science fiction movies. That's my rage. So you don't like things that are believable. You just want it to be blown. I don't want it to be blown. believable, but have the science not be really researched and done properly, which this wasn't. There was so much pieces, I was like, okay, that's not possible. I happen right. to have a science... It's Brain in the science. future, Jim. Science fiction. Yeah, well, according to the movies, we should have been in flying cars by now. So that's the waiting for that to happen. And it will. No, not in my lifetime. Just because Michael J. Fox didn't predict it doesn't that's mean right. it's not going to happen. That's right. right? <laughs> that's the Bible for science right there. Back to the future. <laughs> My rage is the fact that Jim keeps on sending me the agendas with goofy highlighting and different colored text so that when I try to insert my reviews, they copy the goofy colors and make them unreadable as they wash out on both the screen and in print. Why can't you just send me the agendas in black and white and instead of all, of all the stupid crap that he insists on including, I literally wrote my entire review for Cabin in the Woods and then in the process of trying to change the color of the text from frickin' yellow to black, so I could read the damn thing. I instead managed to delete the whole bloody thing and I was unable to recover it. So I had to start over. I'm not amused. I'm not amused at all. That's my rage. It, it wasn't so, Jim. It was, it was the, the evil computer. It was the evil computer. That's what he says. It, it was Yaya. He, it was Yaya. He sat there and he, he spent all morning trying to Yaya. make it look normal. And look, look, this is what I think he said. Yeah, right. I, that's believable. I, I think ultimately what his rage is that he doesn't understand how to use computers. That is his big rage. He's ang- he, his, he, but you know what? I have big enough shoulders that I can bear the brunt that's right. of his anger towards technology. Technology. I he, can take that. He is a tech. I'll be there for him. Wasn't that wasn't that a line from a movie somewhere? I don't know. I'll be here for you. Yeah. Church of Song somewhere. I had to stop last night. I, I the thing deleted. I tried to get it back. I'm like, I'm done. I, I so love then I had the, to get up at six in the, the morning frantic, to prepare today. I love the frantic, the frantic, frantic, frantic messages that I got that I didn't see yes, like didn't see. I woke up this morning as I was leaving the door and I'm like, oh Brace had an exciting evening. <laughs> he had some issues. He had to work them. It, it literally made my day. <laughs> so people out there, quit with the science and quit with technology. That's Why can't right. we have like it was in the old days on paper parchment yes. or carbon paper yes. so that I could write the the agenda on yes. carbon paper and then mail it to everybody right. a yes. week ahead of time. We've lost the ability to like Exa- put pen right? to paper. Let's start right. writing each we'll other. Carbon, we'll write it longhand and mail it to each other. Exactly. I have to this remember is what how. I, want. I remember have Let's to remember. Let's all slow down. All I, this fast information going back and forth. Slow it down. Send a letter. I have. You'll have to teach me again how to write cursive, though, because I don't know how to do cursive. I will. And teach, if I'm gonna, do I a will hand teach the world. Even if we'll all just even, put away do all the technology. Anymore. Yeah. Can so, anybody remember how to make an F in cursive? 
No. Yes. No, no, it's, no. Nobody does that. Nobody remembers what the F is in I cursive. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> so the message here, kids, is turn off your screens. That's right. And go outside. That play play Spe- with a stick. Especially you little shits who were in the, right in front of us during the movie last night who were texting the whole damn movie. <laughs> I know. I start I want to start throwing stuff at you. You, you can't sit through a three-hour action movie with bl- explosions it's and it's a Murray rage. <laughs> that was my rage. If Murray can do it, you should be able to do That's it, right. eight-year-old kids. That's right. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Well, as Bryce put it, uh, my lineup was so screwed up, I don't even know what the lists are about this week. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing there. There was just a question mark. There was yeah, just, a question, question. just a question mark. Just a question mark. What's, What's the question we were mark? overloaded with stuff last week. Yeah, we've been we've been um, beating ourselves up about it, mostly because we couldn't convince Bright to watch some Kelsey Grammer movies that played in cinemas. But ultimately, they none uh, of them we need played to, in cinemas. We need to we need to find a rage worthy opponent that has been in a lot of movies. Mm. So I'm putting that out there to our listeners to please find us somebody that's on our repulsive or <laughs> doubted list. I, for I would, us, I would suggest a birthday boy today, Mr. Oh. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Hmm. But he's in the best science fiction movie of all time. Dude, where's my car? Dude, yeah, where's my right. car? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's my favorite science fiction it's, movie. It's pretty good. So are we moving on then? That. We got nothing else? Yeah, we got nothing for this week. But Murray is maybe going to do some research. Murray will give us an assignment, maybe, maybe, for lucky. Yeah, do some research. Yeah, Murray. Get some some research going. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam, the provocateur. And together we are the Spy Hearts Podcast. Every Tuesday, we decode the best and the worst of spy cinema to decipher if they make the knock list. That's right. The knock list is the need-to-see official classics of the spy genre. The best of the best, so to speak. Nobody does it better. From Bourne to Bond and Powers to Palmer, you can bet we will cover it. So subscribe now and revel in the audio equivalent of a smooth martini. Just search for SpyHards, that's S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S, on all major podcast apps. And let's just hope you find us before we find you. Love this. Wasn't there a Weird Al song, SpyHard? From a movie with the same name? Yep. If you're going to spy, spy hard. If you can do anything, do it hard. Yeah, I prefer hard. There you go. Last week on Rage or Dare, I took things into my own hands to ensure there would be sufficient rage from the boys, but mostly in an attempt to break Bryce. Apparently, the dare I threw to the crew, which was The Wicker Man 2006, was not dared to them before, but they did discuss in this segment in a mesmerize off. Huh. Are they trying to bring me on full time now? Apparently, the film was classified as one of the biggest rages ever given to them. So, as usual, I still regain my title as God of Rage. And, in a twist fitting of an M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong film, I understand the boys watched the original version. Will they find it just as bad? This week, Jim and Bryce were dared to watch what can only be imagined as a praiseworthy submission by our friend Zolgar from Two Idiots and a Dog as he dared them to see 
Big Mama's House 3, like father, like son. Do you think the giant crybaby rant from Bryce the other week had anything to do with it? I would say most definitely yes. And I also say, well played, Zolgar. Well played. Now it's time to find out which version of the Wicker Man is the worst, and more importantly, was there even a reason to remake it? Let's find out. Alright. So I'm going to keep this pretty sweet because I just watched both these films recently. So I didn't watch them again because I don't need to because I just watched both of them. Christopher Lee is always a pleasure. The atmosphere is creepy throughout and the climax is satisfying. What more do you want? It's meh. The Neil LeBute. 2006 version is the opposite. Nick's cage, Nick Cage is brutal. The atmosphere does not exist. And the climax is unsatisfying and unintentionally funny. It is a rage. There is your comparison of the two. That's it. It's meh. And the new one's a rage. That's it. That's all you got? That's all I got. You're just dialing it in. I love how they try. I discussed it. I, I love how they try and make you think this film is a documentary or found footage. I mean, it's 1973. Mm. I know this is a new idea, but if they wanted to know how to make a real film that's supposed to make you think it's a found footage film, then go watch Cannibal Holocaust. First off, the music was just as bad as the remake. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck was that corny song they kept singing all the time? Corn rigs and body rigs. The song that just kept playing and playing. It, no. It added you, the, to the, it. No, it didn't. It just made me want to murder people even more. Ah. And, oh my God. As much as I love to see Britt Eklund naked and dancing around, really... A musical? There was no reason for this to be a music. It made no... Oh, but wait. It's 1973. Yes! This film is very much like the remake. Not much of anything happens. No real sense or anything makes sense. And, oh, yes, we get stupid musical songs that are so annoying, apparently, all the time. Like, there's a song when he goes and sees... Christopher Lee that just makes like they just start breaking into song for no fucking reason whatsoever or the one where they that they they go by those kids on that maypole and they're like and in this house yes. and they're so, jumping out. it's no it's not it's, it's not funny none of that it's, brought a smile to your face no it made me want to murder people like it, it was just like this like if I was okay eh. let me preface this it's if I was stoned Perhaps on acid. It would have to have been acid because weed wouldn't have brought me there. I would have had to have been on some form of acid to watch this movie and see the scene where Britt Eklund decides she's going to get naked, dance around her room, and pound on the door, or sorry, the walls, to entice him to go over and fuck her. But but then it's like, no, this made no sense. There didn't need to be a song. There didn't be a dance number. It was not funny. It was not good. It was terrible, just like the remake was terrible. Eh, it had it had its moments. No. I must have forgot, though, that this was a musical. <laughs> the reveal also isn't much of a reveal. No, it isn't anymore. 
yeah. It's not really still. I mean, if you, know, you watched this in 1973, yeah, if you watched your in 1973, brain would have melted at the end. That's of right. This. Yeah, but 1973, like this is what I'm saying now. Going back to watch it, if I watched it in 1973, I would have been in my. I wasn't. Youth. Even, I wasn't born my yet. Youth. I would have been in my youth. But I would have loved it. And I wouldn't. I would have still gone. Why are they singing? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah this right. was this was dumb. I didn't like it any more than I liked the remake. Oh, it's way better than the remake. The yeah. remake is just just terrible. Okay, let me let me put this clearly. Yeah, it is better than the remake, but they're both rages for me. All right, and uh, I don't ever want to watch it again. Yeah, well, I've watched it. I've actually watched this three times now in my life. Yeah, which Not one? sure the why. I, the no. <laughs> The remake I've watched twice because of this this podcast. Nice. The original I've watched three times, and uh, I get something out of it every time. It's 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 never great, and I and, I, and I'm not and I'm, I hope I never watch it again. But it's not bad. It's meh. I'm hope, hoping Kim will tell you. You know I've never seen this. Can you watch this with yeah, me? No, nah, she, act, she actually watched it with me last time. <laughs> I think she likes it more than me. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, this is bad. You know what? I can't wait, though, for us to watch Big Mama's House 3. Yeah, when are we doing that? Which is probably the the biggest blockbuster. Everything <laughs> coming out this weekend. That, <laughs> uh, that yeah, there's, we're going to have something to look forward to. Yeah. This mm. may start the evolution of us being coming Film Rage again. We had a comment on social media that our previous episode, there was too way nice. too much Mondo going on. There's a, there's a lot of Mondo. <laughs> not so much this week no not much at all Good. so yeah i guess that's it the uh we'll be watching big mama's house three like father like son or something like that I don't which think that's what it's called could be like the worst thing we've ever watched and, and, the, new, and the new magic mike coming this weekend uh, what yeah that's <laughs> is that have. this weekend unfortunately yeah, we, no. we have that to look forward to. we're not watching that are we <laughs> We are not. Wait and you find. Wait and find out, people. <laughs> what we will see. What? If we can find other things, we will. But well, yeah. we may. We may be forced to watch Magic Maybe. Mike. Channing Tatum uh, goes to Europe. Yeah. But it's 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 my it's my boy Tatum. Channing. Tatum. Uh, Tatum. Uh, Tatum. <laughs> well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks, the extended film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the new photographer, for the voice of Rager Dare. Also, as the god of rage. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We are always wanting to make this raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, get naked in an apartment, bang on the walls, and... Light yourself on fire. But uh, don't do that. <laughs> Just yeah, why not? Uh, but please, please, please make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.